Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen. Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily, most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily, thoughts and comedy from Broadway Superfans. From Broadway Superfans. So I went to DC this weekend. And I didn't really do anything musical theater related, but I went to the National Postal Museum, which got a stamp of approval, ha ha ha, from you. (laughs) Yes. And they had this thing there where you could like look up, it was like, add to your stamp collection, you can pick up to 10 stamps, like it was all digital or whatever. And it was like search by category. And the only stamp that came up when I searched for Broadway was a cat stamp. Cats! What? Wait, did you search any other parameters? I just like searched Broadway. Or? I didn't go, because uh. then I just, I don't know. That, that museum is overwhelming. It's amazing, but there's so much stuff there. Yeah, there is a lot of stuff there. So also I was just sort of like, I can't, like... <laughs> That's so funny. I gotta move on. Cats is back on Broadway. I know. Cats. I can't believe it. It's I'm been back on Broadway Cats. Me too. Do you know what I'm not excited about, though? What? I was listening to the Ensemblist Spring Roundtable, which I was like, is from weeks and weeks ago. <laughs> it was like pre-toadies, <laughs> I think. But um, I don't think the rapping is in it anymore. No! No! Unless what? they gave it to someone else, because the way... Uh, Lewis Peitzman was a guest with um, Nika and Mo, and they were like, this person plays Rum Tum Tugger. Oh, the one that had the rapping? Yeah, but not anymore. So I don't know no! if if no one raps oh, anymore or if it just somebody else raps, but oh, I'm, I'm preparing myself for no raps. Wreck. Okay, God. Okay. I, I'm prepared. I'm glad I'm prepared if that's going to happen. Right? I know. Because I would have spent that. That's the, my thing I'm most excited about is to see how bad that is because it right. sounds like a train wreck. It sounds like the worst idea you could possibly have. I guess they realized like, that. Oh, man. What a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know. I'm going to email them and be like, let us see cats and we'll see what happens. Oh, I want to see cats so bad. I'm like I mean, so we're going to see it regardless, cats. but uh, I've never seen it live. I've see never seen it at all. And I love nonsense. I have your DVD mm. and I just never got around to watching in that watching it and then obviously mm. our theory Night. of like yeah you know not going yeah i didn't want to get it's too good. close to it oh i'm excited me too I'm excited me too well we yes. also saw there's like a cat's connection in this too we saw alice and emily unattached at 54 below again mm. oh, and so good so when they do these these kinds of concerts where they sort of are doing an album release, it's almost exactly the same concert as is on the album, um, which is great because it's people who didn't get to go the first time, get to come see it again, or I mean, get to see it, or if you wanted mm. to relive it, you can come see it again and then have the album forever. <laughs> but there was a little bit of a different section in this one. Oh, my God. 
Do you want to talk about it? Oh, well, <laughs> oh my God. It was just, I mean, it's one of those things where I was just so unprepared emotionally. I, I came out of nowhere. Oh my God. Also because like, I feel like it's been such a long week. It's been such a long week. I can't believe yeah. it's been, a, it's been like, a, it was Tuesday when I saw Al. No, Monday. It was Monday. Monday, right? Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. Because on Monday last week, I went to see her at therapy for Marty's show. Right. Alice was a guest um, at Marty's show. So I went with a couple of friends to that. And it was like we reserved a table and got the table we had was literally like right in the front, like those low tables right in front. Mm -hmm. And my friend got there early and texted the group and was like, who wants to sit in the front seat? And I was like, me, 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 put me in the front seat. I want to be close to Alice Ripley. That'll be fun. Um, and I, okay. (laughs) I mean, if any like, of you follow Emily on Twitter, you know what happened. Like, we've been to Marty's show. Really, it was like the caliber of her performance in that venue. Because I haven't seen Alice maybe in a long time, and I forgot, as you do, how captivating she is. Mm. Yeah. But, but uh, and, and just because it was like, hanging out at the bar chill it's marty gives such a a i don't know like a a casual setting like mm, you know he's yeah. so loose and he really puts people at ease and it's like no no bullshit and that's really really a welcoming environment you know and mm-hmm. then they did like some jokes some you know whatever a little bit of chit chat and shit and then like, I don't even remember how they segued into it, but she just starts talking about Sunset Boulevard because I think Marty was like, you need to do all the parts, like be maim and shit, which is yeah. true. Yeah. True. Um, Alice, roughly Emily Skinner, maim, Vera in the rotating. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I love that idea so much. God, I just, I just seeing Emily Skinner in maim last year. I love maim. Yeah, I'm ready for Mame. New York wants Mame. Mame. People want Mame. I need to see Mame, so do it for me. Jesus. Really? I think (laughs) the people want it, and you know what? I know this is, like, not as immediate as we want it, Mm. but the people want it. Yeah. Bette Midler, Hello, Dolly is happening. What if Mame, Bette Midler was next? Oh, my. I feel like that's a reality that could be true. Is it like bad in, that I would rather have it be Bette Midler Mame? I'm not complaining about Bette Midler Hello Dolly. And if I have to get both, I have to get both. What am I going to do about it? But right now, if you were making me choose, I'd pick Bette Midler Mame. As opposed to? Bette Midler Hello Dolly. Oh, yes. No, I completely agree with that. Okay. I, I, okay. I concur. I concur. Okay. I concur, because, like, yeah, I mean, I do oh love Oh, my God, Hello and Dolly. I could be Agnes. What? I just, I cast myself as Agnes Gooch. Oh, oh. <laughs> yes, Gooch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I do really feel like the the vibe and the people demand, we want Maine. Yeah. But yeah. Alice Ripley was talking about she really actually it was interesting she did talk a little bit about how 
she like the way she relates to the character and how she was in the original production and like, you know, how she viewed the characters then. And then when she sort of like a few years ago got to the point where she was like, oh, like listening to the cast recording again and then was like, oh, like this character makes so much sense to me. Like I totally understand where she's get where she's at or whatever, like had this really much deeper understanding and was like I have to play this like I need she like like the way she talks about it she's like I need to play this character like I need to do it like it's so I have it in me it's like and and then she's saying as if we never said goodbye is that what it is yeah oh my god that song is like a three-act play Mm. you know what I mean yep And also, it was, like, one of those things where, like, I was sitting three feet from her, first of all. So that (sighs) deeply impacted my experience because I was literally only three feet from her. And I could see her full face the entire song. Like, which is a really rare occurrence. Like, even in live theater. Right. Absolutely. Like, even if you were sitting in the best fucking seats every night like it is so rare that you actually get a performer like it was such a small space you know where is she gonna fucking go like it was just honestly like this experience was an experience in live performance unlike anything else i've ever experienced because Uh. i was so so close to her and had nothing obstructing my view of her performance and because she's Alice fucking Ripley. She isn't just like, hi, I'm in a gay bar. I'm going to sing a song. She's (laughs) like, hello. It's as if I've performed the entire show and I'm performing the entire song. Like, right. I am this fucking character. Like, you saw that moment when we were seeing them on Tuesday. You saw the moment when she started that song. She turned around oh God, and you just yes. see it when she went from her intro mm-hmm. into the song. Into now oh, I'm Norma Desmond. Oh my God. Like you just, it was we were sitting so close. Like we could just, you could just see it right on her face. Like it just fucking switched. It was yeah. amazing to watch. Just absolutely stunning. Like she is one of Marty said it on on Monday night. She's a national treasure. Like God, of course, her, she is so fucking incredible. Oh my god! Like the energy in that room when she performed that song. You know, it's fucking gay bar. It's Marty's night. Everybody's on Snapchat. Like the whole thing was sure. being streamed on Facebook. Facebook stream live, right? Facebook oh. live. Facebook live. Yeah. Um. Oh, man, so like I didn't when know she that. started, I was like in bed. Yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, I'm sure you were, but uh, yeah, when Marty started, he said something about that, and I was too mesmerized by everything happening to. I like Snapchatted some things, but I didn't sure. have the focus to tweet until yeah. afterwards. Because when it's happening, I can send a couple snaps out without like writing anything or whatever. Sure, but sure. I like when I, she started performing. I think I took two snaps. Like, towards the beginning. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so like an amazing thing. And then there was, like, a, a point where I was like, oh, I should take another. No. And I, like, put my phone down. Right. And then, you, yeah. And and then I, lo- like, I don't know, the energy in the room. It was like, all of a sudden, everybody in the room all was like, oh, my God. She's going all in. It, it was like, we all forgot it was Alice Ripley. 
and that she always goes well, all I in. I think, I mean, especially the way you're describing it on Monday and even on Tuesday at 54 Below, because of the type of performer that Alice Ripley is, in those small spaces, in the best way, it's completely overwhelming. Yes, yes, Because yes. she's still performing the way she would perform anywhere. Like, yeah. her, she, and, and in a not... She has such a, like, tangible energy mm, that... Mm-hmm. Uh, it was amazing. And it was also really, really, really amazing because we... Like all experience this, and I literally like at the like at the end. I mean, I was just frozen, and then like we all were like jumping on our feet, like screaming and la- and like clapping and everything. Mm-hmm. And I like turned to Philip sitting who was standing next to me, and I was just like, "Oh my fucking god!" And he was like, "What just fucking happened?" And I was like, "I don't know." Like we were just like so fucking like caught off guard, and then like Marty. <clears throat> Who, first of all, when the song started, oh my God, when she started singing, they were both sitting, mm-hmm. um, like in those director's chairs, right. and she was like holding Marty's arm and like started the song, and he was just like having a full blown pi- like panic attack, like oh, completely God. freaking out, but like <laughs> staying completely still and just being like, holy fucking shit, Alice really. Yeah. <laughs> and you could see it all happening. And she, like, finally ended up, you know, going to the front of the stage and finished the song at the front of the stage. And then, like, right after it was over, he was like, I, what, you don't understand how, what, I, (laughs) like, it was so... Every time going to see his show, I love watching him watch them, too. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. And then... She talked about, like, he was like, you don't understand, like, what we just all experienced. And she was like, no, but, like, you were part of that because the energy that you were giving me was completely part of that. And then, like, they had this whole little discussion about how, like, the palpable energy in the room and how everyone just, like, focused in. And that created the energy that she fed off of that then she was like, yeah, the like, towards the end of the song, I got this boost of energy from everyone's, you know, focus. And it really sustained me through the end of the song. And we were all just, it was just, it was a really fucking cool moment. Ugh. I wish I could <laughs> teleport. I know, I'd go right? go to so many more things if I could teleport. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Just like Hermione Granger and her time traveling. Let's go to all the classes. True. Or like the, um, I don't know, Star Trek. Like materialize me. Well... Wait, are we talking about, like, a teleportation system? Yes. I mean, going back oh. in time is great, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you would need both. You would need but both I mean, to, like, to experience I would be, this. <laughs> like, in New York City especially, you have to make peace with the fact mm, that you can't mm-hmm. see everything. Definitely. But because things are all over the place, if I could be there instantly, it would make it easier to go to more things. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's funny, too, because, oh, man, I treasure this experience so much. Mm. And I've felt that so many times. Right. 
I feel like, I mean, I know that I'm a very hyperbolic person. Right. Um, like, no. I'm fucking aware. <laughs> but it's it's funny because I think about it a lot because I think sometimes people are really bothered by how hyperbolic I am when I talk about the things that I'm really passionate about. Yeah, that's because they're upset. They have no feelings. I mean, I get, I get people like that also, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I understand why people feel that way, Mm -hmm. but also maybe because of the way my memory works. Mm. When I'm seeing something and I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life, like, I'm not just saying that, like, it does feel that way. Mm. Like, things top each other, you know? And as memory, as as memory fades, you know, it's like, I remember seeing Gypsy and I remember it being amazing. Right. But I don't necessarily have, like, I remember the feeling it gave me and I can identify it and know it and be like, Gypsy made me feel these things. But like, I can't, like, that's a memory of a feeling. Yes. You can't pull forward the experience. Right. Hmm. I never really considered that part of it from your perspective anyway. Hmm. Especially, like, maybe part of you is, like, like legitimately feeling the way you're feeling, obviously, but also in saying it out loud so much however way you say it online whatever it's helping to commit that moment even more to your memory oh absolutely absolutely yeah 100 percent 100 percent yeah because you could talk i mean talking about it discussing it tweeting about it making Mm -hmm. a joke about it that is that all makes more of a memory out of it yeah Definitely. One of my favorite hyperbolic moments that I had mm-hmm. as far as sort of like this, it was before, you know, Twitter or whatever, because it was right after I moved here. But I went to see the color purple and my mm. friend Brian told me to call him immediately afterwards because he knew what my reaction would be. <laughs> and I just remember like walking through a busy Times Square and like the middle of winter, like screaming about the color purple. <laughs> yes. And he's just being there like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I know. I know. Uh-huh. Right. That's so, yeah. Ugh. Hmm. And like, yeah. I remember the show and I remember Especially like LaShawn's is uh, like I'm here in curtain call. Mm-hmm. But it's almost that memory of reacting to it afterwards that's more palpable to me than the show was. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that um, Maya Angelou quote. People forget what you said and people forget what you did, but people won't forget the way you made them feel. Mm, Yes. That is the most real way to describe theater, I think. Mm -hmm. That is how you describe theater. Because like like when I think about the very first Broadway musical I ever saw, which was for or yeah, like Broadway, Broadway, like on Broadway. Right. Well, actually, no, I guess I had seen some like kiddie musical theater. Anyway. 
When I saw 42nd Street, like mm. I and what a great one. I I have seen 42nd Street since then, so I like know what 42nd Street is about. Right. But until I revisited that show, like for years, I was like I remember that I saw it and that I fucking loved it and then I thought it like loved it enough that I remember when my roommate had like a friend of a friend that like had done the co- like worked on the costume department and like had a poster from opening night that I like totally freaked out and was so excited about it and like got that I still have that poster and like all mm-hmm. of that but I don't I don't have a single memory of that seeing that show like I don't remember it at all I don't mm. remember seeing Beth Level at all yeah. I don't have any memory of it. And that, that sucks. That's sad. But like, I remember what it made me feel. I remember that I sure. fucking loved it. And yeah, it made me absolutely. excited about musical theater. And then it made me want to live in New York City. Yes. <sighs> yes. Yeah. Until we started doing what we do, that was true of almost every show that I saw. Hmm. Because I wasn't watching with an intent to discuss and to remember specifically in that way and Mm -hmm. even some of those now still like have started to escape me like years later and then I'll watch our reviews and be like oh right that thing so that's a fun little capsule that we have (laughs) right absolutely yeah it is nice to you know that's other people, you know, when we look at the flea market through people's playbills and people have written notes on their playbills. Oh, yes. About, like, bad plays, shitty yeah. writing, whatever. <laughs> uh, who was that? Wasn't that, like, someone? Speci- oh, I don't Like, remember. it wasn't just, like, a rando person. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, one of them was uh, Marion Saldes. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was her playbill. She'd written notes about what she thought about uh, them, but I don't remember great. what any of them were. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we got here because we were talking about Al Tripoli, obviously. Oh, Al Tripoli. God damn it. Oh, my God. I haven't even told the story that started this whole rant. Nope. But I, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that you saw her on Monday also because, again, it does seem like it's such a long such, time ago. So I didn't I didn't even have that on the agenda. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. But, like, also then... Uh, and like on Tuesday at their 54 below show, the part of the show that was new was that Emily mentioned that, um, like talking about cats and how everybody's, you know, when nobody knew who was going to be cast, everyone was like, Oh my God, who's going to be every actress over 40. Is it you? Um, and I guess they both went in for it. Uh, Emily's agent called her and was like, they want you to come in for it. And she was like, that's dumb. It should be Alice Ripley. Right. Oh, I could I thought she I couldn't tell if she had had a, gone into the audition or not. But yeah, she, she was like she Alice sound Ripley like she didn't. Do it. Maybe she did just to go yeah. in. Who knows? Right. And then uh and then Alice she like texted Alice and Alice was like, "Yeah, I'm going to have a callback." And she was like, "Great. Perfect. Great. Cast Alice Ripley." You're going to get it. And then Alice Ripley didn't get it, which we all know, which is Whatever it is, what it is, you, it is what it is. We're, and I we're understand. not surprised by the casting that they casted. Well, I'm not at all, but I am frustrated for all of those women who went in when and yeah, you know when they, they got to cover their bases. But when they, star. yeah, they obviously right. had it's a like different when a idea. Companies like we're hiring J.K. We're promoting from within. Oh yes, 
legally they have to post the I know. notice a lot of times. I know. And that's, you know, and maybe they'll, maybe replacement casts will be the from the pool of people that maybe. they brought in. You don't know, well, but like... The reason why I'm not personally, like, offended by it or upset by it in the way that, uh, you know, like, I understand Emily feels where she's like, this is bullshit, should be mm-hmm. Alice Ripley, is because I I feel like this production of Cats is this other thing. It's oh, not yeah, necessarily the production of Cats that we're, like, put every one of our favorite actresses over the age of 40 in it. You know Definitely. what I mean? Definitely. Right. And that's so, why, like, when they went the way that we went, we went, I went, oh, that makes sense. Right, right. But, but anyway, in any she sang event, some of Alice Ripley <laughs> recreated her audition. <laughs> I mean, God, I hope that's what she did in her fucking audition. <sighs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. A part of me really, I mean, I know that's not what she did in her, her audition, but like, yeah. I really wish it was. Oh, God. Well, first of all, <laughs> she just started fucking singing it and it was heartbreaking. And then she started uh. doing cat moves. Oh my god. And if you follow, go follow Broadway Girl NYC because Laura took a video. Oh yes, and that's right. It. It's on Twitter. She is amazing Ugh. and like to actually t- like can focus and take videos of people during performances and like I can't do that. No. Like I can in the right s- setting if it's just for fun. Like in the in Marty's shows, I'm like I can do a Snapchat. But other shows I'm just too focused. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, I just, I like, or maybe if I start, like if I'm recording before it, the song starts or something mm-hmm. and I'm like ready to go and I can sort of have that happening while I'm also watching, mm-hmm. maybe. But yeah, I guess it's like the relaxed setting or... I don't, I don't know. Well, know. Laura's great. She's got lots of videos. No, but that was great. And I'm glad she posted that because I want to watch it again. Um, Alice Ripley is a cat. Mm. Yes. Oh, my God. And she, like, crushed it, obviously, also. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? And I really liked what she said because I feel like there's a lot of songs like this where she was like, you know, everybody jokes about cats and everybody jokes about memory. But it it's like a really good song i mean right it's from a nonsense well, musical the- <laughs> but tim rice is a great lyricist absolutely and, and i th- this is how i felt too when uh with like send in the clowns because that sort of turns into mm. like turned into a pop culture joke in its own uh-huh. right but then send you see the it in the context of a little night music and you're like oh my god this song it's so fucking heartbreaking what Andrew Lloyd Webber does without even knowing it is those moments of poignancy amidst the nonsense. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Joseph is full of nonsense and Close yeah. Every Door is a legit beautiful song, like in a very real moment. Mm-hmm. Same with memory. Same with, I don't know, most of like... <laughs> All I ask of you, maybe from Phantom. I don't know. Probably there's a moment in Phantom. <laughs> the other thing, like, I mean, obviously saying what we're saying, the interloid Weber shows in music and Tim Rice lyrics, like, can be very impactful and beautiful and have a lot of beauty to them. Mm-hmm. I also feel like, I can't, I feel like I said this to you, but I can't remember when. Um, that it's strange to me that people put Andrew Lloyd Webber and Stephen Sondheim in the same bag as if they're the same or like 
are rivals for each other in some way. Yeah. And that's it just... Doesn't, when you actually look at their body of work, it's, I like think the, it's, it's nothing to compare to each other. I think it's about how prolific they are. I mean, I guess. Like, I how guess. many shows they write and how well-known they are, not so necessarily different. in quality or style. They just don't write the same they were type of show born at on all. the same day. I know. Isn't that so fucking weird? <laughs> Isn't that also, so weird? I always forget that, and then when I remember, I'm like, God, what is with that? Can it's I like just makes say... It um, makes the weird rivalry thing of more of a thing that isn't a thing. Right? I know. Uh, can I just say also, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know why I thought that Tim Royce wrote the lyrics to Cats, but he didn't. It's it's T.S. <laughs> Eliot's poetry, which I knew, but I thought that maybe it was like, <laughs> I thought that, <laughs> I thought that maybe it was like he like turned it into lyrics. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. You didn't. Well, I mean, it's already lyrical. Well, I guess. And Cats. angelical. Um. T.S. Eliot's a great lyricist, well, everybody. I'm a really fan, <laughs> big fan of um, Tim Rice's lyrics for Aida. Oh, sure. Overall, Those I think. Good He's lyrics. top notch. Wait, so I, well, actually what I do want to know then, obviously, yeah. was who, who was the person who was the go-between between Andrew Lloyd Webber writing music and putting the lyrics in? Like, who actually put the lyrics in? Did he put well, the see, lyrics in? That's what I... I guess he... I don't know. That's why I sort of thought there would be a lyricist to work with him on that. Yeah. But yeah, that I guess strange. he just took the poems and wrote music to them. Huh. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. I want to go see Cats. I'm ready for it. I am so ready for it. Also, if you guys want to see Alice and Emily, they have a bunch more dates, and I actually looked them up this time. At nice. 54 Below, they are playing the 19th, 20th, 22nd, 23rd, and 25th at 54 Below. And you guys should all go because they're Amazing. Great. Yes. Oh, my God, guys. Come on. It's Alice Ripley and Emily Skinner. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> Don't and sometimes they have 7, 30, 7 o'clock shows. Sometimes they have 9.30 shows. Wednesday the 20th, they have both. Like they're so it's, amazing. Uh, I mean, it's like the thing that I loved hearing, I mean, again, <laughs> yeah. was Emily talking about when they auditioned for Sideshow and like there was just that magic in the room or whatever. And like mm. hearing her talk about that and getting to hear them sing is so fucking awesome. Like it's it's so cool to have <laughs> To have the moment where someone's like talking about magic and then they're like, oh, we're not here to talk about it. Here it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like it's the opposite of that scene in Smash. (laughs) Where everybody's nodding their head. Uh This is so good. Yeah. And you're like, (laughs) what? Why are they reacting like that? I'm confused. I just love that we get to see it because I'm selfish Mm. and sad that I miss Sideshow. And it's not the same thing at all. But Mm -hmm. we got here after Alice and Emily. We thought maybe maybe they're not going to do shows together again because they have really great careers and they're busy ladies. And 
you know, who knows what will happen. And then right. we got to be here for this magical moment. Right. That and we can't take for granted and we can't think we'll come back. Yeah. And it's just exciting that we get to add another album to the collection of Alice the Ripley collection. and Alice Sheena. The we collection. should redo this album cover, but it's not as funny. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they really toned down their album cover. I know. The face touching I mean, really come needs on, to they're, come they're, back. Well, but also, like, one of their albums... There, there's like Ooh, all, all of like them pictures? have fun photo shoots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them have like mm-hmm. one of them is just them in like bed sheets, I think, or like they're all in red. Yeah, and then one of them is the one where they, you know, did a crazy wacky photo shoot <laughs> montage. Oh God, there's so many like with feather boas and oh, and like wacky glasses. Costume pieces and wigs and stuff. It's fucking great. It's pretty great. It's so great that I put it on a t-shirt. You did. Do you still have that t-shirt? I fucking do. Good, good, good. All right. Well, you should all go see Alice and Emily. Yes. Because it's magic. We have some theater stories this week. Uh, George Takei is going to do the revival of Pacific Overtures at CSC. Oh, that, okay. It's nominated by, I mean, nominated. It's directed by Emily's favorite director, artistic director of CSC, John Doyle. Yeah, there's, I, is the entire cast announced or they just announce him? Um, it's just him right now. I don't trust that theater company or that director it's, to get that worrying. material. It's very right, worrying. Um, and have it not be, I mean, I'm sorry, but like I have seen show, plenty of shows that, that the theater company, I've seen John Doyle shows. And for that, that for the audience that they're playing to at CSC, that I'm, I just feel confident that that show is going to be racist. Mm-hmm. That production's going to be racist. I think it's I mean, already a hard George, show to do. George can keep it. Exactly. It's a hard show to do. Why is a white guy directing it? Mm, because he's the, I don't know. The I'm sure he director. doesn't have an interesting perspective on it or some well, commentary to make about how it relates to prejudice in today times. Hopefully they fucking learned from Mother Courage and he'll know. listen to George Takei if he's like, hey, this ain't cool. We'll see. I if George Takei's like, oh my, that's not right. <laughs> then you should listen to him. We'll see. I doubt it. I doubt Is it. Is this the one that had like Asian people playing white people? I th- I have no idea. I think because it was an all Asian cast. If I'm wrong, internet, I'm sure you'll tell me. I don't know. Um, we should ask Kevin Daly because he loves specific. I overtures. think so because I think it was at that Sondheim concert. I'm gonna text him. Okay, text him. <laughs> Y'all just wait. <laughs> also, I thought it was really funny that it's about Command Commodore Commodore Matthew Perry. What? That's the, the lead character. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I don't know what Pacific Overtures is about. You don't know what it's about? I have no idea. All right. Well, let me look it up real quick if he doesn't respond. Oh, he's typing. (laughs) Oh. He's so so quick. 
Yeah. Oh no, it's got to be. Oh, whatever it is, it's got to be just unredeemably racist. Why? What does it say? Kevin D. Daly says it's about the westernization of Japan. It depicts what was gained and what was lost. So it's like the king and I. <sighs> Where they're like, oh boy, western civilization. Let's fix you savages. Mm. <sighs> well, what are your thoughts on seeing it? Is it a don't situation? Care, don't care to. Don't oh, okay. care to. I don't have interest. That's fair. I'm unless, just unless somebody, unless I hear otherwise, unless somebody's like, oh, no, I saw it and it's not racist. John Doyle okay. did this amazing thing with it. You should see yeah. it. It's very interesting and uh, very meta. I would need mm. someone to say that. <laughs> you want someone trust. to say it's meta? I don't know. I need someone <laughs> to be like, wow, they completely have this amazing concept that made it work. Like, I feel like the material like that is like Taming the Shrew. It needs a framing right. device. It needs, yeah, it needs a reason to do it other than it's a show that you think should be done. Uh, uh, Kevin Daly says that the original, original production was all Asian and that they went out of their way to make sure of that. Good for them. <laughs> well, at the time, unfortunately, I mean, I'm sure yeah. it was good for yeah. them. It's like it's like, oh, you had to go out of your way to do the right thing. Good job for doing the right thing. I don't know. Hmm. I definitely would want to hear more about the production. Yeah, I'm. I don't have good feels. I get that. I get that. Well, Signature Theater in Arlington, Virginia. That's where you saw Mame, right? Or no? No. Arlington. No, yours. Oh. No, the, the, the theater that I saw MAME at was the Virginia Repertory Theater oh, okay. in Richmond. Mm, Did mm-hmm. I see something? At, no, I've never seen something. At, no, it's just that's it's where the other signature theater. In, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's not. Yeah, I've never been to that signature okay. theater. I think they do do a lot of new shows. Like, this is like an out-of-town yeah. tryout. They are doing Freaky Friday, which I forgot was happening. Me too. Who's writing it? Uh, Tom Kitt and Brian Yorkie. I think that's oh. a fun, a fun um, vehicle for them. Sure. Yeah, that'll be a a light change of pace. Yeah. Hopefully. And hopefully, <laughs> and <laughs> so playing the. I can't remember the names of these characters in this this article. You can just call them Jamie say. Lee Curtis and yeah. Lindsay Lohan. Playing the Lindsay Lohan character is Emma Hutton. Hunton? Oh. I'm sorry. Emma Hunton? Emma, oh wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? She was like in Spring Awakening and she was on uh-huh. the Wicked Tour, next I to think. normal. Next to normal, yeah. yeah. I follow her on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And playing Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh. Heidi Blickenstaff. Oh, wait a second. How fucking different is their age? Different uh, are they She's from each probably other? playing much younger than herself. That's my guess. Who? Because she's supposed to. Oh, uh, Emma Hunton. Because what? She's supposed to be uh, in high school. Uh, yeah. She's supposed to be like a That's junior. What, right, right. I mean, she's not. They're not like. They're probably. Unless they're I don't know. Changing they? They're probably only like 10 years apart. Probably. Yeah, let me look it up. Oh, no, it gave me Emma Bunton. No, wrong one. 
Emma Hunting. I don't think it's going to tell me. I think she's like of a... But she's like young. She's like in her early to mid-20s. Well, yeah, certainly. And Heidi's in what, her like early mid-30s? Whatever. I don't know why I always want teenagers to be cast in things. Well, I know. And it's a little like I think Heidi is... Heidi's getting cast older than I think she appears on stage. That's true, but um, she's probably as old as the character as she is 44. What? What? (laughs) (laughs) Are you serious? I do think she's cast older than she appears on stage, but she's younger than she appears in real life. No, that's the opposite. She's older than she appears in real life. I definitely thought she was like... In like between 35 and 37. Nope. Damn, girl. You look good. Yeah. So, yeah. So she's probably supposed to be, she's playing, Emma's playing like 16. Well, you know what, Heidi Blickenstaff, you got a little bit of that Carrie Butler magic. Mm, She really does. You got that Carrie Butler magic and you are beautiful and you can play a wide range of ages. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'm excited. I'm Christopher Ashley is directing it, and Sergio Trujillo is choreographing it. Interesting. I mean, I'm curious. I saw that movie, I think, maybe when it came out. I've seen the original with Jodie Foster a bunch, and I've seen the remake a bunch, too. That's funny. It's not, like, precious to me, but I'm very familiar with it. So I uh, I think it'll be good. These ladies sound great. Uh, when is this happening at Signature? Now? Soon? This summer. Let me see. <laughs> Keep guessing. I think that Heidi just left something rotten. She did. It's beginning in October. And it's, you know, off-Broadway tryout. So it's like a month and a half. So perhaps they're thinking of bringing it in the spring. Maybe, if it goes well. Sounds like if it's only that short of a run, though, it might need another season to marinate, but... True, true. But I feel like most out-of-town stops are about a month. Right, that's true. But that's why I think they usually do more than one. And maybe this isn't... Let me look at this. Uh, No, it's the world premiere. So it's obviously done readings and stuff, but this is its first, Mm. like, fully staged production. Curious. Mm Mm-hmm. And we found out who our dot is in Sunday in the Park with George with Jake Gyllenhaal. And it's Annalie Ashford. Perfect. I think what a great role for her because she does so many wacky things. If they had announced her first, I would have bought a ticket. (laughs) Well, I don't, I mean, it's a, like, ugh. It's too much I mean, money I because have. it's there. It's seventy five dollars. I don't have yeah. that money right now. I'm right, don't have it. But like, it's, it's their you know, <sighs> it's their fundraiser. It's the same thing that happened with. Uh, mm, I hate fundraisers. Which is so funny too that like they announced Ellen Green and it sold out for Little Shop, and then they they hadn't even announced. They Jake underestimated yet. the power of Ellen Green. I know, which is I'm glad they did. I mean. They shouldn't have, but mm. I'm glad we showed them. Yeah. Yeah, in your face. We fucking love Ellen Green. Those those people <laughs> sitting in front of me sure did. They were like standing up and throwing up mm. praise hands. And we were like, 
Put your arms down. She can't see you. I bet Annalie Ashford's going to be a really, really amazing dot. Oh, I think so, too. I, I feel like, I love her, and I want, like, I'm really excited to see what she does next. And I would mm-hmm. really like to see her flex her wings a little. Yeah. Yeah. And not get typecast. Oh, I know. I know. That's why this is going to be so great. It's such a different role than she usually plays. Exactly. Exactly. I and they added I know she's capable of it. Oh God, I yeah. know. They so they added two more performances, which like we said, are seven start at $75. So I'm sure they'll sell out just as quickly. I can't do it. Please, someone sponsor us. Yeah. We're not needy. This isn't even actually like the little shop thing, I think, because those were, that was a part of the Off Center series. That's like what this that This is Jam like a Marie legit was. just benefit? Yeah, this I think is just, it's in the fall. It's like their fall benefit. That's weird. But they and were they like two I mean, extra performances for well, their Well, why not though? I mean, I get it. It's just like a that is kind of, to my knowledge, like that's completely unheard of. Of yeah, I agree. Doing that I style s- of benefit for multiple nights. It's very. It, it's curious. What are they going to do with all that money? <laughs> uh, do you diversity outreach? God. If only, if fucking only that was where their fucking money was going. Can we suggest that? (laughs) I mean, they got in a little trouble. I didn't pull up this story, but maybe I will. Encores got in some trouble this week over Uh their casting breakdowns. Uh Oh, what'd they do? What did they do that's racist? I'm sure their overall casting will be racist, but it wasn't specifically racist in these breakdowns. Oh, sexist? Homophobic? Sexist. Fatphobic? Ableist? (laughs) Hold on, hold on. (laughs) Okay, so for the casting of the Golden Apple, a bunch of the women's roles, I think four or five of them, they've revised it. So uh, I'm sure someone has a screen grab of the original one, but what I'm looking at doesn't have that right now. At the end of each description, they all said... We are not looking for heavy character actresses. Oh, I did see this, but it was out of context. I didn't realize that it was the, that was their breakdown. Yes. Oh, I've tried so hard not to scream right now. It's yep. so hard. I know. It's so hard. Fuck all you guys. Oh, oh, whoa. Oh, fire the whole staff. Everyone's fired. Hire a new staff. Everyone that was associated with that being sent out, anyone that had eyes on that and let that out of the office is fired. Anyone that had a, had an eye on it. Anyone. Yeah. yeah. They're all fired. You're all fired. And anyone as far that as I saw know, that had a duty to step up and be like, that is the most fucked up thing we could put on that. And everyone's guilty. That is unacceptable. Oh, that makes me so angry. (sighs) As far as I know, they don't like use an outside casting company. I could Mm, be wrong. mm -hmm. Wait, so which show was this for? The Golden Apple? Yes, this is for the Golden Apple. 
when's I uh, when does this casket announced? Because I would love to see who they fucking well, cast. Exactly. And then I'm gonna boycott this show because you the third no doubt show. gonna be skinny bitches. It's the third show. Oh, so it's so. not gonna be for like a year. Yeah. So the <laughs> revised note says the revised breakdown now says please note the changes for the following roles. Uh, yeah, so it was four of them. Lovey Mars, Mrs. Juniper, Miss Minerva Olive, and Mother Hare in the breakdown of Golden Apple. We sincerely apologize as we do not want to exclude anyone or any type in the casting of this production. Fuck you. Clearly, so, that's exactly what you intended to do. Go fuck yourself. That well, is an this insincere is, apology. It completely is. And this is not like... uh. Uh, I'm not trying to make excuses for them because it's awful. But if if it was like an accidental fuck up, meaning that was supposed to only be for internal, you now mm. have let everyone know though that mm. that's what you meant. So yeah. you can't say you weren't trying to type people out, and and that's a continuing issue that mm-hmm. people have with casting is typing people out right whether I mean, you say you're going to or not like, yeah whatever it's just un- just fucked up just it's fucked up uh i want to also because i don't know this show and i don't know what these characters yeah, are. i have no idea so like also i'm kind of curious about that that i'm like really curious what these characters are that they're like um we want character actresses but not fat ones mm-hmm. just skinny character actresses also some of the other breakdowns just being breakdowns aren't like not you know great right there's hmm. one that like says sexy in it a bunch oh my god like, she's really like, sexy you know, she's supposed to be sexy smart and when she takes her glasses off, even all though of a sudden you you're like, think whoa, she she's hot too. Oh, even though you wouldn't think she would be. No, no, I made that up. I don't think it says that. <laughs> no, I mean, but that line, that right? line, that phrasing right? is such yeah. a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. it's like, so just playing into that, like, you know, lady in the streets, but a freak sheets. Yeah. Rhyming, whatever that phrase is. Lady in, it doesn't rhyme lady in the streets but a freak in the bed because it rhymes with a different line oh whoops <laughs> <laughs> it's okay That's it's funny. okay ludicrous forgives you oh ludicrous i love ludicrous can we get a ludicrous musical oh i'm in not for that. like a jukebox <sighs> musical but i bet he would be great at writing a musical yeah i'm here for that i'm here for that i was just you know what i was just thinking the other day what I really fucking wish that there was a cast recording for Holler if you hear Ugh. me. I really fucking tell me about wish. it. I was listening to some of Saul Williams like solo stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like his rap is also like amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just thinking about how much I wish there was a cast recording for that show because <laughs> I would listen to it. Yes. I I listened to Scandalous at work the other day. I saw also you tweeting about that. (laughs) uh, I hadn't listened to it in like a really long time, like months. Oh my God. It's fun to not listen to a cast recording for like six months and then listen to it again and be like, oh my God, I forgot she does all those things with her stupid voice. What the Mm. fuck? (sighs) Well, we also have some 
updates on the musical Gotta Dance, which is about middle-aged halftime dancers or whatever you want to call them. But, so it's had a name change. Oh. It's now recalled Halftime. Halftime. Which okay. I think Gotta Dance is better, but they're equally as vague. Yes. You know what you should do if you're thinking of a new title for your musical? Google it. Right. Google it. (laughs) What comes up? Google it and see what comes up and try and come up with something that doesn't come up that often. Mm -hmm. Don't just pick words. Mm -hmm. Well, they also brought on, and I think this is pretty exciting, as, uh, so I don't know, that's interesting. I think she'll, she'll bring a different sort of feel because it's the it's like Matthew Sklar and Nell Benjamin Matthew Sklar who did you know um wedding singer and mm. and things so like more traditional obviously yeah i'm really curious i don't know i think i'm excited about this show when do we get to see it well it doesn't have a date or a theater but it's still it's scheduled for spring okay well yeah. okay those are all the news articles, but we got a Dreamcast this week on Twitter, and oh. we actually retweeted this. So if you saw this, you may or may not already have thoughts on it. But Laura on Twitter tweeted us a really, really, really great. Well, she didn't tweet it to us. She, just she tweeted, tweeted it. it, and I saw it. I got really excited. And you about sent it, it to and me, I, I knew and then I got really excited, excited about, about it. it. A, sh- a cast of She Loves Me. Hmm. And for Amalia, she cast Ruthie Ann Miles. Yep. Which I am a thousand percent on board with. For Ilona, she cast Patina Miller. That's perfect. That's so interesting. I wouldn't have thought to cast her, but it works so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. George's Darius de Haas, main oh, guy. The main guy, main guy. Yeah. Yes, yes. As Kodai, who is Gavin Creel, David Diggs. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's great. That's really great. I I want to see that. that. I want to see that. Are you fucking kidding me? So much. Ugh. Uh, Fuck you, roundabout. Oh, we could have had this. I mean, we couldn't have this exact cast, but. (sighs) We will. We'll have it someday. Or, you know, an amalgamation of it because not everybody will be Uh, available. Whatever. We can have this. She loves me. There's no reason Mm. we can't. There's no reason. We just need someone to produce it. Only reason is in institutional racism. That's the reason. (laughs) Okay, finish it. Let me know who else. Who else? Who else? As Sipos, (laughs) who was Tom McGowan, the, you know... uh, like sort of sad sack. The sad guy? Yeah. Sad guy? Okay. Eliseo Roman. Piragua guy. Oh, amazing. Wouldn't he be great? Yes. Oh, as Marichek, the owner of the shop, Brian Stokes Mitchell. <gasps> oh, suicide. Oh, I know. I can't stop thinking about that. A surprise suicide <laughs> attempt in that show. It's such a happy show. I forgot. There's no suicide attempt and you've got mail. That's true. Wasn't prepared for it. I'm sorry. But that's good casting. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it would be hard. He would be a hard get. Oh, yeah. 
And you know what I want to see? You know what I want to see? I'm sorry. That's okay. Brian Stokes Mitchell, Zachary mm-hmm. Levi, Audra McDonald. Like in a concert or anything. Oh, I don't I care. I was like, as what? <laughs> oh, as, yeah, as sure. the main character. Oh, yeah. As Meg Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see that. Okay. Done. Uh, I wish there was another. Oh, I'm sorry. I just wish that song had a. I want them to sing a love story or a love song. Who? Brian Stokes Mitchell and Audra McDonald. And I was oh. imagining the triumphant moment of when Zachary and Laura, the other Laura that I saw. Right. Laura Shoop. I mean, yeah, there's the a reason why no... I want Audrey McDonald and Brian Stokes mm. Mitchell to sing love well, songs sure. together. And it's because they've done it before and we know it's beautiful. Oh, everybody, pause the podcast right now and go listen to Wheels of Dream and then come back. Because, mm. like, think about how fun the, their dynamic in that show would be, though. The bickery thing oh, that, yeah. that the characters I mean, have. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm on board for it. So a benefit concert of She Loves Me mm-hmm. with Audra McDonald and Brian Stokes Mitchell. Thank yes. you. Yes. Well, there's one more. Our pad, oh. the, the little kid. Oh. Well, he's not a little kid, but whatever. He's like 19. Andrew Chappelle. I don't know who that is. is. He's in Hamilton. I'm looking at his picture and I recognize him. I think we've seen him in concerts and stuff. Oh. Uh, so I in Hamilton off Broadway? When we saw he might have or? been in Hamilton off-Broadway. He's an understudy in a though. swing, so if he was, we might not have actually seen him. <sighs> Listen, just make it happen. Just make it happen. You know what? I was, uh, like, a last note about, you know, whatever, me going on a tangent vaguely related to what we're talking about. I was watching <laughs> Elementary this week, and I was thinking about how frustrating it is that we have... Lucy Liu on elementary and it's such a perfect amazing like example of the casting that we want to see yes you know what I mean yeah like you know what you should do cast the best person you know what or just shit always about cast that, Lucy Liu well I'll say this because we say that a lot and what's mm. shit about that is that they're bringing in people and they're casting the best people from the people they bring in. Well, that's the, well, that's part of the problem. And that's also like, I don't know. That's like 80% of the work of casting is right. who you're and bringing get, in, you know? So right. it's like, and I get like, I'm not, you know, whatever. I just was thinking about that because that's the thing that we say and it's an easy thing to say. And then they can come back and be like, well, of the people I saw, I did cast the best person. We'll, well see more Well, I mean, I think anyone saying that, that's just a, that's a racist excuse. No, I know, that's I, know, not, I know, I know. You know, that's just, that's just garbage words coming out of a garbage person mouth. <laughs> I that's know, not I know, like I know. an that's not real thing. That's like being like black on black crime, and you're like, go fuck yourself. Carolee, 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 Carolee. Update, Carolee Carmelo. It's so it's so nice to have her back on social media. Man, <laughs> aside from it's the just, fact that she should never leave Broadway, mm, she should never frozen. leave Broadway because she doesn't tweet when she's not on Broadway. <laughs> So true. So true. But she's back at like great Instagram posts 
posted this hilarious picture of her wearing her costume in that scene where she also becomes the crocodile, oh. which is like my favorite moment of the entire show because it's the campiest moment of the entire show. And so she's wearing her crocodile tail and her comment on it is, at last, my butt is complete again. Oh. Sondheim, Carolee Carmelo quotes, wonderful Instagram. I love everything. Yeah, and she's, like, standing on the stairs, and she has this great look on her face. I want to know who took the picture, and I want to hear the conversation beforehand. Like, I just imagined her just grabbing, like, whoever was walking by when she came off stage and was like, can you just take a picture of me really quick? And they were like, I'm running these costumes downstairs because I'm a dresser and I'm in the middle of my job. And she's like, real quick, <laughs> real quick. <laughs> I'm sure that's not what she did. No, 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 no. It's probably her dresser. <laughs> <laughs> probably is welcome back to broadway please always be on broadway now it's time for the audrey mcdonald tweet, tweet of, of the week. week on july 14th at 2 50 p.m audrey mcdonald retweeted tracy toms who said congratulations queen and her comment was congrats to you my dear xoxo because they both got emmy nominations Emmys. Good for them. Yeah. That's exciting. I love Tracy Toms. Wait, did Tracy Tracy Toms get nominated for her catfish episode? (laughs) She did not get nominated for her catfish episode. Although that was some good acting on her catfish performance. Good performance. Tracy Tracy Towns was nominated for Outstanding Actress in a Short Form Comedy or Drama Series. Hmm. For a web series she stars in as Gwen called Send Me. And I looked it up and it's so the website is sendmebacktoslavery.com. And she plays a black woman and professor of African-American studies who has the power to send black people back in time to the days of slavery. What? Why would she want to do that? I don't know. Wait, and she like, (laughs) so she's, wait, that was like all starting out like she has the power to like, and I thought you were going to say like, take black people from slavery times and transport them into the future where... 500 years from now when we've gotten over this bullshit yeah i guess this is controversial there's like it's much longer mm. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna read the whole thing but it says curious listen to this candidates want to go on the journey and she makes money by sending them her husband peter thinks she shouldn't do this and they argue about it they've sent two people back one never returned Oh my god! This is oh my! I'm gonna watch this. I'm gonna yeah, watch this. I'm very what interested is this? in this, now. Tracy Toms. This is a sci-fi mystery for the ages. Yeah, I love a time travel drama. Yes, yes. Well, so congrats to Tracy Toms and to congrats to Audrey McDonald. I still haven't watched Lady Day. <laughs> <laughs> Girl. I was like so excited about it, but then it's one of it's like that thing girl. where you're like it now exists for such a long time. Girl, we're I know, about to wrap I know. this up. What are you doing after this? Watching that? Good. Nah, I'm probably going to bed. No. <laughs> I'll watch it this week. I'll watch it this week and we'll talk such about it next liar. week. You're okay? Such no, a liar. I won't. I won't. I put it on my calendar. <laughs> 
all the fans will be keeping you keeping tabs on you. Yeah, everybody tweet to me and make sure that I watch Lady Day this week, and then we'll tweet talk about it on Patty Sunday every day and ask her if she's watched Lady Day yet. <laughs> She'll hate it. Yeah, but it's good for me. Yeah, it's really good. I'll do it all for you, Audra. You, yeah, yeah, as you should, and and Billy. That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty, N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with Y and at Emily Faye Oakley and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us, and leave us a comment, and we'll read it on the show. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go, go see live theater! theater.